Good evening. This is Truth Live, Sh Live Shenanigans, the live show for Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. I go by the name Neo Nix. And for today's show, Lizzie asks, is it racist for white students to perform a reading of the play Fences? Rob B tells us about the zombie version of Angelina Jolie being put in jail. I'll be talking about Biden officially winning and then throwing a ton of shade at Trump. And our Gianni Storm talks about genetically altered pigs asking if you like your GMO bacon crispy. GMO swine, GMO swine. All right, let's get into our quick fire question of the day. I'm my friends, 48-year-old Shaquille O'Neal was checking out 25-year-old Megan The Stallion live on Instagram when he wrote, checking out that booty. In the comments to which his son responded, I feel you, pops. <laughs> what advice do you have for Shaq trying to holler at Megan? Lizzie. Sit your ass down, Shaquille. <laughs> Sit down. Ravi. There are better ways to try and create father and son bonding moments. <laughs> Gianni Storm? Um, he should definitely shoot his shot because Megan has expressed that she actually likes sugar daddies and like the daddy mm, type. So mm. I, say, sugar I say if he was really trying to holler, that was some seriously weak game. <laughs> you got to do better than that, Shaq. <laughs> yeah. so. I don't think she has a sugar daddy who has like what five kids already. Like, babe, you could do better than Shaq. You could do better than Shaq. Yeah, yeah, Shaq is not the one. I don't know, but so I mean, do you think? Do you think he was really trying to? Trying to I think lovely he is really trying. You really? I think, I think, I think he's really trying. Oh, this is Shaq would would be the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaq will probably try to hit anything he can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, except, free throws. except free throws yeah he can't hit no free throws <laughs> <laughs> all right so it's time to check in and check in with our hosts but let's start off with our professor writer editor journalist lizzie enders what's up what's up happy hump day everyone just sitting here in washington dc basking in all of this fake snow that we got today <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys fared better out there with the snow, with the storm, and that you were able to make a nice snowman like Frosty. All right, so so everyone wants to know again, what is that cocktail today? Oh, today it's um a very it's my usual um absolute cream soda. However, there's not a lot of cream soda in this one, so we are doing like you know the absolute version with just like a splash, just like a splash. Absolutely, all right. Nice. So our rock star with the band Fallen Machine coming to you from Sudbury, Sudbury Ontario, Rob B. Rock. Yeah, What's on, Rob yeah, B? Yeah. Ah, same old, same old. We got our snow. We, we have our snow here officially. We did have <laughs> green grass up until about uh, three days ago, and then we got a foot. And winter is here. It's about... Uh, it's about minus 20, minus 30 Celsius uh, here. So minus 30 Celsius, minus 30 Fahrenheit. That's about the same benchmark. So cold. So jealous. So jealous. So jealous. So how are you enjoying your PS5? You're like one of the few people that actually has a PS5. I, have a PS5. I don't have a lot of PS5 
five specific titles at this point. There are a couple of free upgrades, and I didn't buy it for any particular reason, but uh, it's a sweet machine. It okay. really is. Yeah, it's so a I nice game. I should be getting one then, is what you're suggesting, even though I only play like one game. You need that air purifier. Wink. <laughs> the air purifier. <laughs> Robbie, how did you get one and everyone else is like on the waiting list or that. scrambling to try to uh, get one? I did a pre-order. I know. I, I did something crazy. I prepared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Mark. And from Atlanta, Georgia, where there is no snow, <laughs> the student and our amazing production assistant and host, Gianni Storm. Hey, guys. I hope everybody's doing well on this Wednesday. Um, it's actually cold, getting colder here. So... I have, I found myself wearing a jacket and a scarf and all. Oh, so, a jacket. I mean, Ooh. And a scarf. Like, no, it's like 60 degrees there. It's 60 degrees there. That's cold. Yeah. I know, but I, I'm from Rhode Island, so I'm used to actually the blizzards and all of that. So I got spoiled when I moved to the south. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you miss it? Do you miss the blizzards, the New England blizzards? Yeah, I miss the snow and the snowman. <laughs> no, I'm sure you can go back if you want. But don't forget, Gianni does all does our TikToks. So make sure you're checking out our TikTok page at TLS Live Shows. A lot of fun TikToks on there. It's very fun. <laughs> it looks like Latoya Blakely's online talking about we got a dusting, but it was enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Mike Winter says, Liz, you need to have some cider. Mm. No. <laughs> that's an inside joke from years ago but i no longer really drink cider because it's really sweet and so i have to pick and choose with diabetes i have to pick and choose um where i'm gonna get my sugar and so i choose absolute cream sodas okay. <laughs> all right so if you've never been to tls live before uh, we'll be sharing our truths and opinions with you, calling out the lies and pointing out the ridiculous shenanigans going on. And we're going to have a lot of fun with some shenanigans of our own. Just remember, our show streams live just about everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. And we're streaming live on TikTok and Instagram. I see we have a few people on TikTok watching right now. At TLS Live Show across all the platforms. Make sure you hit that follow button. Share this feed, invite your friends, most importantly, join in the conversation. We want your live comments and questions to be part of this show. And so you don't miss another episode, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Google, Alexa, Pandora, iHeart. You'll find us wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, let's jump right on into the hot topics, guys. We got some really, really good topics today. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, the way the Hot Topics works, one of our hosts will start us out and tell us if their topic is a truth, lie, or shenanigans. Give a little background and we'll talk about it. Until time is up, when we'll see our friend, Denji. And then we'll go to our live audience questions and comments to talk about that topic. So make sure you're online talking to us. All right, we're gonna start off today with Lizzie. Lizzie Enders. Lizzie Enders, what we got going on today? So we have a little bit of 
it's it's truth, but there's a lot of shenanigans, and I think there's a lot of confusion um, about this topic. So we're going to be going to Charlotte, North Carolina, talking about a young man, a 14-year-old high school student um, in the ninth grade, and he's at a, a predominantly white or he was attending a predominantly white private school. And so as part of the English curriculum for his ninth grade class, um, they were going to read the August Wilson play, Fences. And so I'm not sure if people are familiar with um, reading plays in English class, but it's a little bit different. The format's a little bit different than reading an actual book. Usually for plays and scripts, you read the actual text out loud in the class. And so um, this young man, his name is Jamel. His mother, Faith Fox, took exception to the fact that at this predominantly white school where he is one of a few um, black students or persons of color in his class, that they would not only be reading Fences, but that um, they would be reading it aloud to the class. And so his mom said in an interview that she imagined her son's mostly white class at the Providence Day School reading the dialogue out loud. She said her main concern was that the themes were too mature for the group and will foster stereotypes about black families and would single her son out with a bunch of white students saying the n-word now for those of you who aren't familiar with the play fences again it's written by um african-american playwright august wilson it's a pulitzer prize winning play um different iterations of the play when i saw the play um back in the 80s i saw it um with darth vader you guys huh. know who darth vader is yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but the most recent version of the play, I also saw it in New York City, where um, Denzel Washington was playing the lead character, Troy, and that in turn um, went into a movie version as well. Um, and so my question to the panel, first and foremost, do you buy into this mother's argument that this particular play or any type of literature that ha uses racial slurs, use uses racial epithets, should be off limits, should not be taught in schools, particularly in predominantly white schools where the African-American population is few and far between or the person of color population is few and far between, far between to protect the minority students. Who wants to go first? Um. I was going to jump in, but let's start with Robbie Rock. God, I knew you were going to do this to me again. <laughs> we love you, Robbie Rock. Take the guy who has no real contextual experience in this and see. Sure you do, where, sure where, you where do. Um, well, no, because that's what I mean. At, at pre-show, we were discussing uh, other works of literature uh, that use racial epitaphs. I know that uh, when I was studying up on the story, one of the stipulations that the school had put forward was that they were going to replace any racial slurs in the play with n-word and you know that that just drives me absolutely nuts uh just that supplantation of n-word for racial epitaphs it's it's equivalent in my eyes it and in the context it's absolutely the equivalent um i can absolutely buy into what the mother is saying if this 
poor young man is in, if his peers are predominantly white in the classroom, as they're reading this and as they're reinforcing stereotypes that would have been present in the 50s, that they would project this on the kid or it might be used to mock or derive this, this poor kid. Um, I, I understand that there's an importance in retaining the uh, literature and the culture, but um, not having red fences, I really don't know how charged it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board with the mom's reasoning. I just want to point out on TikTok, uh, we have a shout out for casual liberals. Casual liberals says, hey, you guys are awesome. All right, Gianni Storm, what, what are your thoughts? Even before we get to Gianni, let me just, Mike Wolf <laughs> pointed out, um, because I didn't name the actual actor who played Troy in the Broadway <laughs> version. Um, no, it's not Hayden Christensen. It's James Earl Jones. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, so we can get, like, some context for um, the actual play and the characters involved in that. Gianni? Um, yeah, so from that story, the two points that I really took from this were, were um, from the mother. I like that she addressed, instead of addressing the issue, they're making it seem like I'm, I'm an angry black woman. Um, I kind of been hearing that narrative a lot. I'm not saying that that's not what's happening, but it just seems like when I first read the story, it just seemed like, okay, she's just attacking for no reason. But as you get deeper, um, you realize that she is she's making a point like why are we still reading these type of books i mean i'm sure like these these kids are what 14 they're on TikTok, they're on instagram so they've heard these words they've heard these things before we don't need to kind of bring it up again i understand what she's saying so um and then it also shed light to the the son when he mentioned that um, he now understands what Black Lives Matter means when, when they're saying things um, like about George Floyd and all of the people in the streets dying and stuff like that. It's not just about the extremeness of it. It's also about like in the schools and the discrimination still happening. So um, I just feel like I'm with her. I understand what she's talking about. And I do agree that certain books like that shouldn't be in in school why are we reading it what's the point interesting okay so um i have a lot to say on this actually so in the in that article the new york times article it said the reason the enrollment was terminated was because of bullying harassment and racially discriminatory discriminatory attacks including multiple personal attacks against a person of color in the administration uh to which the mother denied it so the mother was apparently making these attacks, and that was the reason the enrollment was pulled. Um, now, she denied it, saying that they are trying to make her seem, like Yanni was saying, an angry, ranting black woman. Um, now, based upon her argument, right? So I'm inclined to believe that this woman, Faith Fox, fits the stereotype. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's based solely on the whole... Fits what stereotype? Of the angry, ranting black woman stereotype. Let me explain. Let me explain. I'm saying it based solely on the whole basis of her argument in the first place. How in the hell is she 
uh, how, how the hell is reading the play Fences inherently racist? Right? She said that the problem was that the students, that she imagined uh, the white students reading the dialogue aloud with all the N-words and other racial epithets, and that's why it was wrong to her. It's because she was imagining what it was like for a white student to read it. But how in the world can anyone, black, white, Asian, Latino, learn and understand the concepts provided in the play without reading it? Um, matter of fact, I'm personally, I was thrilled they were reading the play. You know, how many times in the past decades have we complained about books like this being banned, like, Robbie was talking about, or, or there's no historical context or relevant, relevant works about black people. Um, and if I'm being honest, and, and this is why I made my earlier statement, if you were to reread her comments, right, reread her comments, and you were instead told that this was a white woman speaking, everyone would be talking about she is a Karen because a lot of her comments were straight uh, Karen-like. If she were a white woman, it would have been a totally different reaction. So those are my thoughts. Do you think but, that she could have, I understand the um, reading of African-American literature and stuff like that, but why are all white predominantly schools that, not that they don't need to know about black culture and history, but it just doesn't make sense, and it's like, doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, I personally think that to, to, to go forward, you know, to go forward as, uh, you know, because we struggle with trying to, we believe that everyone's equal, right? We, we believe that. Well, we, us, us right here, this group right here. <laughs> we, we, believe every, we believe everyone is equal. But how do, but that's not the case for everybody. So how do you get them to also see things that way? And you can't do it without looking at history, looking at where we were, where we came from, without understanding. Um, even Rob B, for example, has been on this show, and he said several times that he's learned a lot just from being a part of this group that he didn't understand. There was nuances to the struggles that he didn't understand simply because he wasn't aware, right? Because he hadn't experienced those. Um, so if you're not put in a position to experience them, to understand them, to read about them, to learn about them, then you never move forward. You never get better. And just nail it. There's a difference between knowing of it and understanding it. Because right. definitely aware of these things, but to understand it with any depth, this has been a safe haven. And I've learned tremendously from my co-hosts and the audience. Now, what are your thoughts, Lizzie? So obviously as an educator, um, as a black woman, as someone who has read fences. Have you're a black woman? Taught fences, read <laughs> fences. No, I don't identify as white like some of our other co-hosts, neo-mix. Um, like Rob B. <laughs> Rob B said earlier he hasn't even identified as white on this show. That would be you, Heather, you. Um, I have not identified as white. But, but, 
um, as an educator, as a black woman, as someone who has taught fences, as someone who has read fences, who has seen it on Broadway, who has seen the the movie, um, I question the legitimacy of her argument. Yeah. Especially when one you consider that the teacher in question is black. So we're talking about a black teacher teaching in a predominantly white school, making a point. I didn't know the teacher was black. Making a point of teaching a text by a black author. Okay. But also, we can't have it both ways. We can't, you know, look at the country as a whole and say that our history, our culture, our literature is not being taught. And then when it is taught, Right. We pick and choose yeah. which version of it is taught. So we're we pick agreement. and choose yeah. that we only want the clean up version that is taught. So if we are going to say that we can't teach because this is a predominantly white school, we can't teach fences because it includes inflammatory language. And it's not just the language. I mean, there are a lot of adult themes in fences, but it's not for not it's it's for a purpose this is a coming of age story about a black family a black man in the 50s but if we're not going to teach fences do we not teach the narrative of frederick douglas which the n-word is used throughout that do we not teach incidents in the life of a slave girl by harriet jacobs do we not show the movie glory Yep. Do we not teach roots? Like, where does it end? Yep. And in the pre-show, we taught, Robbie and I were having a discussion, and we were talking about other books that do not focus on Black families, that aren't from Black authors, that have been banned in the United States. Huckleberry Finn being one of them. To Kill a Mockingbird being one of them. Like these are books that have been banned in the United States, in libraries, in classrooms, because they include the N-word. So at what point do we say, okay, we are going to accept this racist past, but we teach it in a certain context that is a teachable moment, Mm -hmm. that is educational for our students. Mm -hmm. I think I've spoken about this topic before in that, My best friend's mom, my other best friend's mom, is one of the Little Rock Nine, Carlotta Walls Lanier. So she wrote a book about her experience being a member of the Little Rock Nine. Little Rock Nine in the 50s, they were in Little Rock, Arkansas, trying to go to school. And the people in Little Rock were not having it. So they were desegregating the public school system in Little Rock, Arkansas. And in this book, it's a phenomenal book, read it. In this book, she talks about how that first year in school, she was called the N-word almost every single day. She was spit on, she was pushed, she was yelled at, attacked. Do we not teach this? Because it could be offensive Offensive. to certain people. Mm -hmm. Do we not? this because we think white students might have a comical comedic reaction and if that's what this mother is saying i would question why do you even have your kid in this school to begin with that's a great question if you feel that the student body is not embracing your child as a young black man and that he's going to be singled out 
why is he in this school to begin with? Yeah. But in addition to that, the thing that upset me. I mean, there is a there's a there is an education piece. I mean, it is sometimes hard for black students to get into some of these elite private schools um, to get the same level of education that these um, their white students are receiving. So, and I agree with that. But in the same t in the same vein, like if you are concerned about how a book is being presented in his class. How is he receiving a fair education if you are concerned about how the other students are going to react to that? And the, the thing that upset me the most about this topic was that this young man was expelled. Now, this, but you know, we're with semantics. Here semantics, yeah, okay. Because the school says he was uh, unenrolled. Which is like, you know, Jada Pinkin talking about entanglements and versus saying she had an affair. He was expelled. He was expelled from school, not from for something that he did, but because of what Neil talked about earlier, his mother's actions, because this whole argument ensued and it became a big kerfuffle, a big brouhaha. She made comments in allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I'm a journalist, so I allegedly um she allegedly made comments in a facebook post where she was attacking the black teacher and called her a disgrace to the black race and so it just became so inflammatory that this young man was caught in the middle and he talked about how he thought he was going to be a lifer at this school this is the only school he's ever attended he never you know anticipated that he was going to be unenrolled over an argument about a book in which he said nothing. These were the adults behaving badly. So I'm mad at the mama yeah. and I'm mad at the school. I'm disappointed at mama. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with the school. I mean, they, they should work out something for, for the child. I mean, for the sake of the child, the school should work out something. Understanding that the mother is the problem because I had a problem mama too. So <laughs> I'd be really disappointed if I got kicked out of school because of my problem mama. <laughs> and, and that's not to say that her concerns aren't real, but I think if you if if you think about the full context of it as a teacher, then what am I allowed to teach? Yeah, like what am I allowed to teach? So there's an a there's a great comment from Robin Johnson. Um, from what hey, I read, the parent was concerned for how isolated the child was feeling from these readings. On one hand, the whole experience needs to be discussed. Right. The other hand is, if these kids would isolate the children of color in the classroom, then another reading should be chosen. So, I mean, she's making a good point that. And so, and, but but maybe you, fences you, isn't the best but, reading for this that class. Yeah. But yeah. but then do you not again? Do you not teach again? Do you not teach the narrative of Frederick Douglass? Like what? What involves, and I'm not really teaching. I don't teach based on what I think my white students and I don't have. I have yet to have a white student in my Howard classes. I have white students over the summer with the school of the New York Times, but I'm not basing my curriculum on what I think my white students might react to. And again, if that's the case, then is this really a safe environment for the student to begin with? So, 
another comment from Candace Winston. Um, she says, there's a quote, Miss Fox sent an email where the school said, Miss Fox sent an email to the school's director of equity and inclusion, calling her a disgrace to the black community. Well, that's why I'm speaking to the type of person we may be dealing with. Um, you know, that we're, we're dealing with an angry person, not necessarily an angry black woman or anything, but just it generally it sounds like an angry He's person. A lawyer too. And, and I don't want to call her angry. I, 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 like, I understand as a mother, you want to protect your child. Sure. Um, she seemed pretty angry to me. Where he's the minority. <laughs> However, but I don't want to use angry because I don't want that negative connotation or that um, negative trope about, you know, angry black women. But in the same vein, I'm just like, okay, what, again, what do you want me to teach? I, you know, I teach again at Howard. Um, this past semester, we read several pieces of literature, several, you know, texts, articles, essays that use the N-word. Again, these are predominantly black students, but would I refrain from introducing a classroom of white students from the, absolutely not. not. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, and again, there's there's a level of equality we need to speak on. I mean, so, so Kevin Thaxon says, I think Uncle Tom's cabin isn't bad. Uncle Tom wasn't a snitch. He just wasn't militant. There's a history behind Uncle Tom's cabin. Um, yeah. Well, first of all. Because it was, all, it was taken and it was, um, it was the, the narrative was manipulated. The public narrative of what the, the story was about was very different than what it's actually about. But, ahead, but first also, of all. too. First of all, the author of Uncle Tom's Cabin, Harriet Beecher Stowe, she was no friend to other female black writers, particularly Harriet Jacobs, who wrote Incident in the Life of the Slave Girl back at that time. Um, so I, I, I kind of get a little eh, triggered when I hear people talk about Uncle Tom's Cabin. My issue with Uncle Tom's Cabin, and it's a great novel, it's a great book, but people took that book and use that as a negative moniker towards black people, black men in particular, not realizing that there's a difference between Uncle Tom's cabin and the real Uncle Tom, who was Josiah Henson, who was not an Uncle Tom. No, he wasn't. At all. Um, Um, Last comment. So um, Latoya Blakely says, we must confront it if we want to be better. So, totally agree. All right, let's move on to our next hot topic. Great discussion, everyone. Great discussion. Great comments online as well. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, next up is Gianni Storm. Is this a truth, lie, or shenanigans, Gianni? Come through. So, this is some shenanigans. (laughs) Shenanigans. Um, I haven't. (laughs) I have a question. Are you guys ready to try some appetizing gal steak pigs for the holidays? <laughs> um, this past Monday, the FDA approved genetically engineering pigs due to the sugars um, in non-modified pigs that are actually harmful and um, can also cause uh, organ rejection. So this is the first ever approval of an animal biotechnology product for both food and as a potential for medicine. So, um, 
genome edited pig, sorry, provide organ free of viruses common in pigs, um, but also harmful to humans. You all know genetically engineered food, like we've all heard of that since yep. I know Rob and I talked about this uh, for the show, but we've, yep. we've said that it's been going on forever. Um, but my question to the panel is, are you guys eating geno genome edited animals voluntarily? Mm, genome edited. Uh, let's start with uh, Lizzie Enders on that one. Um, so I am a pescatarian, um, but even with my pescatarian tendencies, I, I don't eat a lot of seafood anymore, not as much as I used to, um, but I definitely don't eat chicken, um, red meat, or pork, although I do cook with bacon fat. I do cook with bacon fat. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, like that swan. do I want GMO salmon? Do I want GMO shrimp? You might. It might know. be tastier. Like, it might be uh might be juicier. Who knows? Um I, I do think it's a little weird to have genetically altered food um to for consumption. Now the other reasons that they were saying that it might be effective in terms of um the purposes of drugs and the help, you know, in the medical field, I get that. But for consumption, I don't I don't know. I like, you know, my 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 wild caught salmon. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, when, I'll jump in here. When when I saw the story, um, I remembered that they had approved the genetically modified salmon that Lizzie keeps talking about. Um, was, I think it's about five years ago or so. And, 2015. Uh, yeah, and then uh, before that, they had approved some other GMOs for. Um, for testing for drugs and animals, but the salmon was the first genetically modified thing for food, um, animal, and then I know we've had genetically modified plants, but it was definitely the first genetically modified animal. And then this is the first one for food and medical the pigs. So, you know, I'm 100% not surprised at this, but I'm about 55% okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> 45 percent not okay and for a couple of reasons one i would like the products to be marked as gmo for one because at least yeah. for a while so that we can track its actual effects because we really don't know how this gmo stuff will affect us right but as i was saying when lizzie was talking it might be better who knows i mean the salmon grow faster and stuff but it might be better i don't know but second I'm an animal lover, <laughs> so uh, I'm one of those people who are torn over the slaughter of sentient creatures, uh, you know, for me to eat or use, but given I hypocritically still eat meat. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you a vegetarian? I can't, I can't really claim that activist role, but I still, I still love animals. I love animals, but I can't claim to be an activist. But with that said, the reason I'm mostly okay with this is because I'm honestly excited about the organ transplantation implications i mean given the number of pigs that are slaughtered for meat every year if you're telling me a human child could potentially survive by transplanting a pig heart i can't i'm not against that i'm just i'm just not i just might not if i were eating pig i might not want to eat that same pig <laughs> that's true <laughs> but 
the hypocrite in me wants to point out that it, it does open the door long term towards like genetic modification of humans, farming humans for organs and so on and so forth. So not fully on board with it, but I'm not against it either. So I don't know. I'm I'm like in between on this one. How are they going to genetically modify me? Let me think about that. <laughs> they could they could help Ooh. with their pancreas the next the next the next go around your <laughs> well and so and so i'm sorry Rob, before we get to you so initially when i read this story gianni again type 1 diabetic here my mm -hmm. pancreas does not work do mm -hmm. not try to send me in holistic you know remedies or anything like i have a defective pancreas yep. i produce no insulin at all but this made me think would this be a part of any future medical um, breakthroughs mm -hmm. as it relates to mm -hmm. organs that don't work, yep. as it relates to diabetes and, you know, jump-starting a pancreas or getting a new pancreas? Yeah. Because there really yeah. isn't a pancreas transplant um, operation yeah. going on. And so would this be a link to that? And I don't expect to see any of this research um, proven to be effective in my lifetime, but for the future generations, like would this be something that would help that process? So I'm definitely open to the medical side of it. Oh, Rob, I, just, I just want to point out before you write me, I'm sorry, but I just saw a couple of great comments. I saw one from Robin. Johnson, who is a veterinarian, she says pig valves are used in heart transplants already. She also mm. said breeding is genetic modification. Just keep that in mind. Mm. So, okay, Robbie. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's it. We, we've been eating genetically modified foods for quite some time, um, and Canadians? while I was doing some, you... I mean, Canadians? worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I want to blame everything on Canada, but go ahead. I know you do. I know you do. But that's it. it the, I think it was in the 70s uh, when they were looking at the world food shortages, uh, wheat was genetically modified. Um, so and chickens have been selectively modified, genetically modified. So if you're sitting down for breakfast of cereal and eggs, you're eating GMO foods. Um, I, don't, I don't really see the issue with this move by the FDA because it is a different breed of pig that's been engineered at Cal-Al, I believe, that is what the reduction is, and that's a reduction in some of the sugars and uh, saccharides in the pig system that'll make them more compatible for transplantation with uh, humans, which is absolutely amazing. Um, what's it? Ham is typically sweet. It, that's, that's one of the enjoyable attributes of it. So now if we're just left with the salty, I don't know how enjoyable that's going to be. I, I would be curious to try it out. Absolutely would be curious to try it out to see if there is a difference. Um, but I, I'm not lying to myself. I know that I, that I eat genetically modified foods on a weekly basis. So why am I going to draw the line there? Yeah. Yanni Storm, what were your thoughts? Um, I think that genetically modified and, well, I'm, I'm kind of having a difficulty. Is genetically modified and genetically engineered the same thing? Because I know modified is a general term. You can modify or alter anything, but engineered is Okay, okay. Then my point then <laughs> is um, I think that I wouldn't personally try it, but I like that Rob said that he's not gonna lie to himself and act like he's 
isn't eating GMO foods, and I don't. I know that I am. I just don't know which foods they are. And I think that if I did know, if there were labels and things like that, then I would make a conscious choice not to, only because I have a mistrust. Like I don't. I don't know what's going on. If I were to see the process, maybe of how they genetically engineer. If I were to get involved or just do my own research, Ooh, you don't on want it. to see all that. Oh, <laughs> is it nasty? Just think of Jurassic Park, where you know they've rebuilt the DNA and they're missing a piece, so they cut in a piece of the frog. <laughs> That's what they're oh, doing. But then God. implementation. But then they breed pat. They they breed after the you know. So you could have genetic mutations, and there could be there could be a lot that goes on with that, that GMO food. I, honestly, I think yeah. I'm with viruses. I'm with, I don't think we really want to see what goes on. And how okay. our food is prepared <laughs> for us. <laughs> I don't think we really want to see all that. But we, like, you know, but we had to look at like viruses and things like that. I and mean, we had the pandemic. We, we COVID was yeah. from the transfer of a virus from an animal to a human. So, I mean, we start genetically modifying things, and then we could have super viruses and super bugs and all that stuff. So, yeah. just uh, fix my pancreas. Fix my pancreas, y'all. Fix my pancreas. That's all. All right. So exactly. Sherry Blaine Priest says, uh, very interesting, as I have a sister with type 1 diabetes, the struggles are real, and some sort of option would be welcome. Uh, Mike Winter says, I guess nobody saw that I posted earlier about France's announcement today of approving genetic modification of soldiers, or like China. See, be patient, wow. Mike Leonard. You're the only one on here. Be patient. <laughs> Jacqueline Rom says you do not want to see how the sausage is made. You don't. <laughs> sausage, particularly <laughs> sausage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kevin Thaxon says swine pancreas? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Little oink oink Jenkins. All right. All right, that was a great topic, Gianni Storm. Robbie, let's move on to yours. Uh oh, here we go. Here we Robbie, go. what we got? What we got, Robbie? Truth, liar, shenanigans. Uh, we got some truth and shenanigans, as always. Shenanigans. Um, yeah. So, Neo, if you wouldn't mind pulling up the image for me. Sure. Yeah. So. The woman on the right is Sahar Tabar, and in 2017, she captured viral fame with the photo on the left that depicted her as a zombified version of Angelina Jolie. Um, the images were initially thought to be a result of extreme plastic surgery, though she later explained that this was done via software and makeup. Uh, so this gave her some notoriety abroad, which is amazing, made her a little internet star, but it made her a target at home. Uh, where she was eventually arrested under Iran's uh, strict public decency laws in late 2019. So now she was sentenced last week for corruption of young people and, and disrespecting the Islamic Republic and will spend the next 10 years in prison. Wow. So I just want to note that in Iran employs Shiite law and within Shiite Islam, uh, sorry, Shi Islam uh, certain high jurists known as Mujahideens <laughs> Um, continue to pronounce religious doctrine over vast areas that are currently under the subject of state jurisdiction. So there's still a lot of that, I guess, fundamentalist uh, 
application of the law. So I'm looking for a reaction to the plight of this young woman who is sentenced for posting an amazing makeup and editing image. You did a pretty good and job. I give her credit. You did an amazing job. Yeah, so I guess a reaction to her work. And then do you see anything offensive with the image that she created? Do you see anything offensive? With, okay. Yeah, start with Johnny. Um, when I first read this, Rob, I really liked your topic because I was furious. Because I was like, are you serious? I, I know that Iran has way different customs and laws. Like you said, they have a whole different system. But I was just like, she's just expressing herself. Like, she's so creative. I can see her on um, on a cinema doing makeup for people and transforming them into, like, creatures and stuff like that. Because she, she's just very talented. Um, but I know that... Yeah. Face off. That yeah. was the show on my channel. Face off. <laughs> Face off. Exactly. The makeup wars. I can see her doing yeah. that. So it's just like, it's just kind of really disgusting, honestly, to me that they locked her up for 10 years. Like her life is gone. And I know that um, her mom and stuff is actually trying to reach out to Angelina Jolie for, um, yeah, for help, which is like a long cry. But, you know, I think that it's, it's just disgusting to me. And I'm really actually upset. I wish there was actually something we could do about it because it, it really it bothers me. She's so young. She's so young. Is he what you Yeah. Okay. So just in that light, she's, so she's currently about 19 to 23. We don't have an actual birth date for her, but yeah, she's a very young woman. Okay. Lizzie? So Johnny just mentioned that, you know, um, her mom reached out to Angelina Jolie for help. I would reach out to Jennifer Aniston because I feel like Jennifer Aniston probably put her up to this. Jennifer Aniston? Making a zombie version. Maybe Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Who slept oh. with her husband. <laughs> no, no. Her marriage. So no, I see where you're going. I make this on the feet of Jennifer Aniston. You know what you did. Help this young woman out. Um, I in that when I first saw this, when Rob first posted this as his possible topic for today, like I, I had never heard of this young lady before. Um, I had never seen the images, so I was kind of confused. But then, you know, to hear that she's been sentenced to ten years in prison for this, it makes you realize, even though we are at a very um, <sighs> horrible points and that's that's the weakest word i can come up with right now but we are in a transitional period here in the united states as it relates to um the social climate social injustice but this brings it all back to the freedoms that we do have here and the fact that a woman can be sentenced to jail for creating a zombie-like character is insane and so I feel for this young lady. I feel for her parents. I think that this is something that Hollywood needs to um, pay attention to, to speak out on. And I know that, you know, we we kind of are in a, a tit for tat, you know, a kerfuffle with Iran. And so they're not necessarily going to um, listen to anything we have to say yeah. about their laws and how they, um, implement justice but in the same vein like think about it like think about you know all of the tiktok videos or all mm -hmm. of the ideas 
Instagram videos that we see of people and they are creating different personas. They're putting on makeup. They're doing dances. Thinking about, think about doing that and then having your government sentencing you to 10 years in prison for that. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I agree with everything you guys are saying it's crazy to me you know let's let's say for a second she did break the law and you know she had some inkling that what she was doing was wrong i'm with you 10 years is absolutely crazy especially for someone so young uh, making a seemingly minor mistake but you know as much as i hate the sentence i also think we should stay out of iran's i think we should stay out of iran's business so don't say it you're, are you scared of Iran? <laughs> I'm not scared of Iran, but look, so the U.S. has given people life sentences for carrying the equivalent of dandelion. The marijuana convictions in the U.S. are absolutely absurd, and we're just getting around to doing something about it. Yet we want to be all up in Iran's handling of crimes by some, you know, an internet star. I'm not cool with that. I don't, I don't agree with the sentence and all that, but, you know, Iran is a sovereign nation, as long as it's not crimes against humanity and children. You know, I say let them do what they do. It's not, not a good thing, but let them do what they do. But wait. That's what, that's what Amnesty International is for. Well, yeah, so they can get all involved in that. Speak out and advocate against these crimes. But my point and, is, we need so to get it, our own justice system in order first before we start throwing rocks from our own glass houses, because if you look at some of these convictions. (laughs) Why is it that people think that we can't multitask? So are we to again turn a blind eye to what's going on in Nigeria right now? No, because we're talking about crimes against humanity. This is a woman who's just, this is a a young woman. If she broke the law and they, listen, we we put. In in Nigeria, they are killing people. Yes, so that's crimes against humanity. Yes. This is a woman who was put in jail for 10 years for breaking the law. For violating bullshit laws. Fine. So we should get involved in that. I am talking about this particular case. And I am telling you that this is not something we should really care about compared to what we have to fix at home. We're, no one's saying that we are, we're going to send the troops into Iran and start a war over this. But yes, there should be an outcry. There should be someone who there is saying be. that this is not right. Like you can't pick you, and choose. We can't decide what's right and wrong in other people's country when we can't even figure out, when we don't get it right. We don't even, we're not even getting it right. Americans are not getting it right. When Americans get it right, then they can start talking about what's wrong. Against because we can get our shit right here, then it's okay. Crimes against humanity. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. How is this not a crime against humanity? Because she broke the law, she's going to jail for ten years. That's not a crime against humanity. She's not. Nobody died. Nobody was abused. Nobody was tortured. There's. That's what they're saying in these other countries that she broke the law. South Africa said that Nelson Mandela broke the law. He was in jail for over 20 years. Should we not speak out about that? Like, come on. Come I'm saying on. we need to get our shit together first. 
I cussed. Sorry. <laughs> Lizzie got me cussing. Lizzie got me cussing. <laughs> These one, you know, people who can't multitask, that is what makes me scared. Like you can't do two things at once. You can't get your shit together, but also advocate for somebody else. Right. Listen, I, I think we got the wrong. I just don't think we. I don't think. I don't think there's. I really. Me to advocate for anything. I, I think it was crazy, but we get life sentences over here. We get life sentences. So, and wasn't nobody doing nothing about those life sentences until a couple of months ago. You deal with it yourself because we all got to get our shit together. We all got to get a couple of months ago. Ain't nobody doing nothing until a couple of months ago. And now we want to be all up in Iran. What are you talking about? That doesn't even make any sense. And you know it. That's why you're laughing. You know that doesn't make any sense. It makes absolute sense. All right. What you got, John? You got some comments online? Yeah. Um, Sherry Free said, wow, Robbie, Robbie, epic topic. Um, exciting topic. We have a new commenter. Ernest Cooper said, what did MLK say about unjust laws? Um, Saima Fatimi, forgive me if I said your name wrong, said, I think we have a right to object to the crazy. Um, Thank you. Thank you. And Latoya Blakely said, too true. We got to fix homes, too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but she said, but notice she said the operative word is too. That means we can do multiple things at once. And again, no one's saying send the well, we troops need to get to, to it. No one's saying send the troops to Iran. That is not what Rob D or this article proposed. But making everyone aware of this injustice, yes, it's we should. Do I that. just don't think it's significant injustice. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, sh I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's excessive. But that's a personal opinion. You know, again, that's not a personal opinion, Neil. That's not a personal opinion. That is an international opinion. If you're stepping out of uh, traditions that are very patriarch that are patriarchal, that uh, oppress women traditionally, this this woman really, I mean, her crime is just a crime of self-expression. She wanted to create something that got noticed, and it did. There is nothing truly offensive about this image. Now, unfortunately, someone in a position of legal authority in Iran felt that this went against the moral code of society. And this is why you want to keep of their society church, separation of church and state is so integral. And for me, I brought this up and we're painting a brush on a, a our brushes on another on another person. I just and they paint their brush on you, Neil. When your women are, when Cardi B and Mia the Stallion are shooting their video together, Iran is looking at them and going, "These dirty, disgusting women. They should be brought that's out to the edge right, of the city and stoned." Exactly. So it's that's a culture clash. But I wanted to bring this up in the context of what oppression really is. So when I hear the anti-maskers, when I hear the COVID non-believers saying, no, this is a violation of my rights. I'm being oppressed because I'm being asked to do the right thing for, for the next person. You're not being oppressed. This young woman is a fine example of what oppression is. So if you're thinking that, you know, wearing a mask, being socially distanced, not going to visit your friends, not going out to the bars is oppression, 
Check your privilege. All right. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> Thanks, Neo. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Those are some good comments. Those are good. <laughs> it's good, good topic. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So it's, it's my turn. All right. So it's truth lies shenanigans. This is I thought it was shenanigans. So. <laughs> All right, so guys, the Electoral College has voted and it's done. Biden is officially 100% president-elect. And there's nothing Proud Boys, Mitch McConnell, Agent Orange can do about it. But Biden gave a speech after the vote. His speeches thus far have been all about bringing the country together. But this one seemed to go right after Trump. I've certified the winning candidate. The people voted. They voted in record numbers. It should be celebrated, not attacked. More than 7 million votes over the number of votes cast for my opponent. 306 electoral votes is the same number of electoral votes that Donald Trump received in 2016. President Trump called his elect the Electoral College tally a landslide. By his own standards, these numbers represented a clear victory then. They do so now. If anyone didn't know before, they know now. In America, politicians don't take power. People grant power to them. And we now know nothing, not even a pandemic or an abuse of power, can extinguish that flame. Courageous state and local officials and election workers, and they wouldn't be bullied into saying anything different. These patriotic Americans are subject to verbal abuse and even threats of physical violence. Hope we never again see anyone subjected to the kind of threats and abuse we saw in this election. Simply unconscionable. The Trump campaign brought dozens and dozens and dozens of legal challenges and ultimately to the United States Supreme Court twice. They were heard by more than 80 judges across this country. Every case, no cause or evidence was found to reverse or question or dispute <clears throat> the results. The results in Georgia were counted three times. Didn't change the outcome. Wisconsin saw our margin grow. Michigan was 14 times the margin four years ago. Our margin in Pennsylvania was nearly twice the size. None of this has stopped baseless claims about the legitimacy of the results. Even more stunning was an effort by elected officials in one group of states to try to get the Supreme Court to wipe out the votes of more than 20 million Americans and to hand the presidency to a candidate who lost the Electoral College, lost the popular vote, and lost each in every one of the states they were trying to reverse. We've never seen it before. A judge appointed by President Trump wrote, quote, this court has allowed the plaintiff a chance to make his case and he has lost on the merit. Oh, everybody knows he said lost a lot. <laughs> so my my question to you is, was all the shade really necessary? <laughs> what do you think, Gianni Storm? Um, absolutely, it was necessary. I feel like Joe was stating his claim, like he was stating his point. He had to let Trump know what was up. So he, in a subtle politician kind of way, was basically like, yeah, you, you see the numbers. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's what that was for. Oh. We have to all out, oh yeah, we, we just got, yeah, everything is... Yeah, we didn't close the show. <laughs> Gianni, you didn't close the show. You just... <laughs> it's all live TV. All right, what do you think, Robbie? Um, I was impressed. It, it's nice to know that future POTUS can throw shade with decorum. Because had it been Donald Trump up there, he would have been talking about how Joe is the worst at this and how he's the best at that and how that individual who didn't, Grant his court decision is the worst. It's 
I'm, I'm glad that that's going to be behind us very soon. And yeah, the shade absolutely warranted. Uh, it would have been nice if you would have gone for the juggler a little bit more because. Well, <laughs> but I was thinking I, the same thing. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> Lizzie? I'm with Rob B. Like, I thought he was kind of nice with it all. Like, to me, that wasn't yeah. really shade. Um, but, you know, in, in the if we want to celebrate what he was saying, you know, harken back to our boy Biggie Smalls. If you don't know, now you know, Trump. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's over. yeah I, I, I was I was saying thing the same thing Rob was. I was like, I mean, he I mean he was throwing a lot of shade. His his whole speech was like basically shade. He was just just going right after was Trump. It was subtle shade. <laughs> it was subtle. It was no, subtle. I don't know. It, was, it seemed pretty direct to me. But I was telling Rob, <laughs> and I was telling Rob Prescia, I was like, you know, if it were Obama, Obama would have killed him with the same speech. Well, he would have he would have delivered it like he would have just yeah. He would have been more attractive delivering well, it maybe. <laughs> Somebody's an Obama fan. Uh oh. Uh oh, Gianni. <laughs> Don't let me get Michelle up on this show. <laughs> Don't let her know. I tagged Michelle for this show earlier, so be careful. You might be watching. Uh oh. <laughs> I take her man. Mm. I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> and we've seen the former former first lady in in sleeveless dresses. She's got those great arms, man. You got to watch out, girl. You're I right. Don't she, I don't think I don't think she's continuing to go high when her man is involved. I think she's gonna go low. Hey, wait, wait, wait. No. That sounds a little, you know, a little too. Uh... She's <laughs> 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 going low with her man involved. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say we there, Lizzie Enders. We got your back. We got your back, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't think I could fight and win Michelle. She has the two daughters and everything. They'll all pack me. You can't say it out loud. You cannot say it out loud. <laughs> if, if you got to be like, come, come, Michelle. Come, girl. Right. You're right. Bring it. Right. And then you call yeah. Lizzie. <laughs> then you call yeah. Lizzie. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was gonna say no, that was the secret service detail going. Yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, so, I it. Mike Wolf, he, he says, uh, it's it's like Dalton said, you got to be nice until it's time to be not nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was time, time to be not nice. Latoya Blakely, look, President-elect Biden has been real polite up till now. And he's ready to get to get to the business of taking this country away from the brink of ruin. And this transition has been delayed by baseless claims of fraud. Absolute madness. Preach. Preach. Oh, and uh, Toya also said, tell her, Rob, Michelle, going to get you, Gianni. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> Rob says, Southside Chicago in the house. <laughs> hey, Rupka says, uh, Gianni, I'm from D.C. I got your back. <laughs> she got your back. <laughs> Rufka says he looked like he'd been in that basement, real shady and pale. I'm with you, Gianni. <laughs> All right, that's it for our hot topics. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, guys, that was fun. Great hot topics. Great hot topics. This was a fiery one today. Mm. <laughs> Let's get into our game show. Oh, 
what happened to my game show? All right, so today's game is going to be Would You Rather. Where is it today? It's missing. All right. So we're just going to have to wing this one, guys. We're going to have to wing this one. So are we ready? I mean, can we get the... Okay, there. We're ready. All right. So we're playing Would You Rather. All right. And then it's real simple. I'm just going to ask you two questions and say, would you rather this? Would you rather that? Uh, And then... I'll tell you the most popular answer, and whoever matches the most popular answer, it's a point. Are we ready? All right. Would you rather live in a virtual reality where you are all powerful or live in the real world and be able to go anywhere but not be able to interact with anyone or anything? Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Both choices are horrible, yeah. So complete isolation or God mode? So I'm taking Basically. God mode. You take yeah. God mode? Okay. Yeah, at least I can inter- at least I can interact with people and things. So virtual reality. So you, you it, I expect that from a gamer, I guess. And if you <laughs> and if you're it's all just not being able to enter. Yeah, not being able to interact with people or my environment, that's, no, that's, that's a no-go. Yeah. All right. So let's but see the answer. You can make other things happen because you have the power. So, oh, so everybody yeah. is saying virtual reality, right? God! All right. The God. answer is live in the real world and be able to go anywhere but not be able to interact with anything or anyone. So I want to know if those people... So nobody gets a point. Pre-pandemic. I don't know. Because clearly clearly folks during the pandemic are not choosing that answer. (laughs) All right. So would you rather always be able to see five minutes into the future or always be able to see 100 years into the future? Five minutes. Five minutes. I'm not living a hundred years from now. Five minutes. <laughs> all right. Let's see. The answer is five minutes into the future. So you all get a point. Ding, ding, ding. All right. All right. Would you rather super sensitive taste or super sensitive hearing? Oh, hearing. Mm-hmm. I would say. Super sensitive hearing as well. Yeah. Dog-like hearing. What are you saying, Lizzie? I don't know. Like, my dad had a hearing aid at one point. All about and, he, and he threw them in the trash because of the super sensitive hearing. So, <laughs> but I'm a bionic woman. So I'm going to say super sensitive hearing. All right, bionic let's see. Woman. Super sensitive hearing is correct. All right, so everybody gets another point. So two points all around. All right. Would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Walk and talk with the animal. Nope. No. No. Oh, I want to talk to animals. So everybody's animals? I want to know what the chipmunks are fighting about. It, it, this does seem relatively obvious. 
No, I want to. I want to know the history of every subject. Everything I touched. Yeah, that Let's is kind of interesting too, though. Let's see. Talk to the animals. All right, so. I mean, I already have our own code. We we got our language. <laughs> All right. Robbie Rock and Gianni Storm are in the lead. Let's see. All right. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or what? reverse mermaid? So Ooh, a centaur mermaid. is a man, well, is a human mermaid. with a horse butt. And a mermaid a human, is a human, human body with a horse head or a human body with a fish head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather a horse head or a fish head? Mermaid. Oh. I, I could I could do a, you know, a mermaid <laughs> is Cooper says Sagittarius. <laughs> a very yeah. tight evening gown. That's a mermaid. Very tight evening gown. I can't do nothing oh. with a horse body. Like, I can't. Well, it's a human body. You have a horse head. Yeah. So I, I thought it was the opposite. It was a horse body human head. Mm -mm. Yeah, and then it's a reverse centaur. Centaur is a human oh, head. Oh, I thought you meant reverse, like turn it around. Okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> like, like it's walking backwards. <laughs> Jacqueline Robinson's all about a mermaid. Ew, I don't um, want to be either of those. Yeah, so they're both gross. You know, you'd have a, a fish head. <laughs> with gills and eyes on the side of your face. See? And but because of the gills. My girl mermaid body? Uh, you yeah. would have a human body. Yep. You would have a Is nice. My girl Newman body? The Newman body. Mermaid. Yes, the Newman yep. body. Mermaid. So, yes. so everybody's about mermaid. mermaid. You, you all want fish mermaid. head? Breathing underwater with gills? Let me out. Oh, reverse <laughs> centaur. Nobody gets a point. <laughs> Centaur. Nobody gets a point. <laughs> all right. This will be all right. So let's see. Gianni's got three. Robbie's got three. Lizzie's got two. All right. Would you oh, rather okay. have one real get out of jail free card or have a key that opens any door? Get out of jail free. Listen, the revolution is coming. I might have to beat a mofo down. <laughs> Jail. So get out of jail free card. A key that opens any door. Anybody? Any retakers on that? No? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm going to take the key that opens any door. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking I'll the key. My, I would take the key. I'll open my jail cell door with oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That leaves Gianni Storm. So that is correct. The key to any door that leaves Gianni Storm and Robbie Rock in the lead with four points each. So Lizzie Enders, you are officially out of the game. <laughs> so, this is between Robbie Rock and Gianni Storm. Let's see. Would you rather be able to talk to land animals? Animals. Would you be able to? Would you be rather be able to talk to land animals? Animals that fly, or be able to talk to animals that live underwater? Ooh, easy. I would say the one that flies. The land, the land, little land animals, oh, the animals the that same fly. Thing. Let's see. Yeah. Yep, land animals. All right, we're going to try the last one, and then I'm just going to pick a winner. All right. So, uh -huh. would you rather have everything you draw become real, but be terrible at drawing, or <laughs> be able to fly, but only walk only as fast as you can walk? Fly. 
Oh, but, but nah. everything you draw becomes real. Yeah, you need to be able to run, y'all. Yeah, I, I will do the drawing because I can only fly at like two miles per hour. <laughs> if it's that. Like <laughs> All right, good. So, so somebody's going to win this one. Let's see. Let's see. What is the answer? Let's see. It's be able to fly. Fly. Good job, Robbie. Good job, Robbie. You win the game. Is that two in a row, Robbie? Yeah. Oh, God, no. It looks like everybody online is talking about flying. So wow, <laughs> the, toy, the toy is all about fly. Darius flying. Uh, I won the last game with penis. Kevin was fly. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all gotta check out that TikTok. <laughs> that is that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah. All right, let's get into our shout-outs. Let's close it out. All right, Johnny Storm. What kind of, who do you have to shout um, I want to shout out Ribica because we are actually announcing the kickoff of um, PLS Holiday Pets Photo Contest. So um, the graphics and promotion will be out following today, so tomorrow. Um, so stay tuned for that and shout out to you Ribica because we worked hard on it. So thank you. Robbie Rock. <laughs> Shout out to our audience. Shout out to everyone that's been participating in the conversation. It's uh, amazing. Love your comments. We love your feedback. Shout out to Jose behind the scenes, doing a whole lot for us. It's uh, awesome. Loving yeah. Jose. And that's it. Shout out to my co-host, man. It's awesome to work with you guys. Lizzie Enders. Now, I just want to give a shout out to the Negro Leagues of Baseball. So MLB yeah. decided we're going to finally, you know, right a wrong in that they are going to recognize Negro League players, Negro meaning black folks, black players, black baseball players who were denied any recognition for their talent, their play, their records, their stats. So finally, finally, they're going to be acknowledged and put in the books. So props to the Negro Leagues. Satchel Page, we see you, brother. Satchel Page. All right. I'm going to get some shout outs to the people online because we had a lot of interaction, a lot of people online today. We had Kevin Thaxton, Sherry Blaine Priest. Ad Day was on. He came. He's back. Latoya, Dario Winter. We had, of course, Mike Winter, as always. Well, Jacqueline Robinson, Ernest Cooper, really busy day today. Robin Johnson had a lot of contributions to today's conversation. Hey, Robin. Thank you, guys. Ton of people on TikTok today. Few people on Instagram. We had some Instagram. We actually had a few people join us from Twitch. So great to see you oh, guys. Looks like some comments online. Casual liberals and Aaliyah Marie had a lot of comments for us on TikTok. So thank you guys for joining us. Big shout outs to you guys. All right. Thanks for the shout outs. Good shout outs, guys. Thank you. All right. So that's all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us. We hope maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off your chest. Don't forget to keep supporting us. We need your support to keep this going. Please like, follow, subscribe at TLS Live Show. If you missed any of today's episode, check out our clips online on YouTube, Facebook tomorrow and share those out uh, so we can get the word out. And don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa, 
Just search Truth, Lies, Shenanigans. Had a fun time tonight, guys. Our next live show is on Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. And our winner for today's game and our final thought goes to Robbie Rock. Take us All right. So December 26th is Boxing Day. And in Canada, that is a shopping day. It's what we had before you introduced us to Black Friday. I will not be seeing my family for a big uh, Boxing Day family reunion this year because of COVID. I better not see y'all in shopping lines at the mall on Boxing Day. <laughs> on Boxing Day. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one.